the NHL hit the free agency frenzy over the weekend, and Steele and I are here to break it all down for you on Monday's episode. The Carolina Hurricanes, Pittsburgh Penguins, Toronto Maple Leafs, and Nashville Predators all making moves. What does it mean for your fantasy squad? Let's get right to it. You're locked on fantasy hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, hockey heads, and welcome back inside the lab. That is the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Thank you for joining us for Monday's edition, and thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Steele and I are still here for you Monday through Friday throughout the summer to break down the offseason moves in. This year's NHL free agent class deal maybe lacked that big superstar name, but there was no shortage of moves made on July 1 and, of course, July 2. So we're going to break it all down on today's episode, and we'll start with the Pittsburgh Penguins. I talked about Carolina, National Predators, Toronto Maple Leafs. This all obviously has impact steel on these players' values. Yeah. So why don't we start with Pittsburgh? And there's going to be a lot more news for you and I to break down over the course of the week as moves continue to get made. So make sure you're tapped in. But I'll throw it over to you. What did you see from Kyle Dubas already making his impression on this Pittsburgh roster? Yeah, we're going to try to get through all 32 teams in the next couple of weeks uh, about what they've done to their team. But Kyle Dubas was very busy for Pittsburgh, making his statement already, like we're seeing from Daniel Breer in Philadelphia. Kyle Dubas, the new GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins, Making some big trade or making some big uh, contract signings here. Lars Eller, two years, four point nine. Ryan Graves got a massive contract mm-hmm. at six years, twenty-seven yep. million. They got Alex Nedeljkovic on a one-year, one point five million dollar contract. They re-up Tristan Jari for five years. Nola Chari for three. Matt Nieto, uh, Nieto for two years. So Kyle Dubas was very busy on uh, Canada Day yes. and uh, just over the weekend, very busy GM, and he knows what he's doing. I think. Uh, there's a few players in here that we don't really need to talk about. Lars yep. Eller, Alex Nedeljkovic, Matt mm. uh, Nieto. Those guys, to me, don't really have any fantasy value going into next season. I think if you right. can get Alex Nedeljkovic whenever he is playing, you know, pick him up if you can. Uh, hopefully, you can mm. get a good game in for you. But Tristan Jari is going to be the number one guy. He will get 50-plus games. So that's why I'm saying no value for Alex Nedeljkovic. On the other hand... Of course, you've got Tristan Jari. Ryan Graves could be a good option in the later rounds of your fantasy draft. I think he does bring some fantasy value. And same goes for Nola Chari. He has minimum value for him. 244 hits, 81 blocks, 102 shots, 23 points. There is some fantasy value, but you can really just pick him to like the last two rounds of your fantasy draft or don't draft him at all if you don't like him. But Tristan Jari is the cherry right now. He's the cherry on top of everything that Kyle Dubas has done the last two days. Five years, $26.88 million for him. And when you look at Tristan Jari in the last two seasons, we all know he had a very down year. Still had a decent record, Mm 24-13-7 on last year's season. But he had a 290 goals against average and a 909 save percentage. That's the worst year he's had in his career so far. And I think we can see a bounce back season from Tristan Jari. He's one of the top 10 fantasy goalies and goalies in the league, maybe just outside the top 10. It depends on who you're talking to. But when you look at where he finished in the fantasy season last or this season that just finished, he finished 18th best amongst goalies 
And the year prior to that, he was eighth best in fantasy league. So I think people might go. be a little wary on where to draft him. We've talked about this, you, mm-hmm. me, and Michael Amato, about how you know maybe waiting over the third, fourth round to draft your first goalie. I think that's the position we're all going to be taking this year. Keep an eye on Tristan Jari because I expect him to bounce back in a big way. This is a goalie that's also finished top 10 in Vesna voting two yes. out of the last four years. So, you know, we know that he has that love from guys across the league. Injuries has also played a factor here for this goalie for me, Steele. His inability to really get that rhythm at times. He was banged yeah. up last year. He's been banged up a little bit in his career. But when he's healthy, he has really shone for me at times. And I drafted Tristan Jari last year and was pretty happy about it. Yep. But then it just went off the rails a little bit. The moves overall from Dubas, you did a really good job of highlighting them. I don't need to break down those more minor ones. Ryan Graves secures the bag, though. That is a, a very fat contract for a player yeah. that, at the end of the day, this is his big payday. And I think it's a great move to shore up that defense uh, for Pittsburgh. So I think that actually will help Tristan Jari's cause next year. They just got a whole lot better defensively, in my opinion. I still think this team's going to struggle to score goals. So that might affect Tristan Jari's win total. But everything else that Dubas did, I think, goes to really help the defensive side of this Pittsburgh team. So I'm really liking Tristan Jari even more from the bounce back angle you're mentioning. So that's number one. And number two, I think Ryan Graves might be a decent little, maybe he's your last D-man off the board steal. Maybe he's, you know, a nice little bench guy that you swap in for. You know, he's not going to get you 40 or 50 points, but he might chip in with 30, 35, good plus minus numbers. He gets some decent shots on net. And I think what I like the most about him, Steele, is, you know, he gets those blocks, he gets hits, and a little bit of pim. So he really is a very balanced demon that I think you could probably get. Yeah, like I'm saying, last, maybe second last round as a nice little bench spot. Exactly. I think that's a perfect place to put him at. You know, again, like you said, he secured the bag. I think the contract Mm -hmm. itself, there could be a a little bit of back and forth debate on what he probably should have got. But I I don't think Kyle Dubas is done quite yet. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. when I'm looking at the salary cap, they're actually uh, over the salary cap by $1.5 million right now. So I think clearly Kyle Dubas is not done with some moves. I think Mm -hmm. with the Alex Nedeljkovic pickup, I think we could possibly see Casey DeSmith on his way out of Pittsburgh as well. Yep. I think Kyle Dubas, I think Casey DeSmith and Mikael Granlin will be the next two guys that were probably yeah. out of uh, Pittsburgh to create some of that cap space and get some of it back. Maybe add another uh, blue liner, another depth guy in the bottom six. Mm-hmm. But Kyle Dubas, one of the one of the good GMs in the league right now, and uh, he's making some moves. Also making some big moves. Let's get over to the Carolina Hurricanes mm-hmm. before we uh, – move on to to any other team big 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 signings by the carolina hurricanes and Mm -hmm. michael bunting three years at 13.5 million dollars i didn't see him going to carolina so that was very surprising Mm -hmm. to me dimitri orlov got the bag for the next two years two years 15.5 million dollars and then they re-up frederick anderson on tiranta and jesper Mm -hmm. fast what are your Mm -hmm. thoughts on what carolina did Well, Don Waddell, the GM in Carolina, continues to just get it done for this Carolina Hurricanes team. Most of these moves just are very sound hockey decisions all around, and that's what the Don Waddell MO has been 
since he's uh, entered the GM chair in Carolina. And I think he's one of the big winners on the, on the weekend for sure. Yes. Steel Dimitri Orlov, say what you will about, uh, you know, he's not exactly the flashiest guy out there and he's not the biggest, but he is an effective defenseman. He can play on the top line. And I think in Carolina with what they've done now, Steele, you know, bringing back the two goalies as well, they have one of the nicest goaltending trios going. Now they yeah. have Kochekov in the mix. I don't know if they're done either, Steele. I think getting Ranta under a good deal, there's going to be some teams interested. I want your take on that. But at the end of the day, I think Michael Bunting's value is something to really keep an eye on here because he's going to get a look with some really good Carolina players in that top six. That's actually the one I'm a little bit wary about. I don't know how mm. great he will fit into this uh, okay. Carolina Hurricanes scheme of things. I think he's going to be a great player for them. I just don't know point mm-hmm. production-wise if it will be all there. Uh, I agree with you. This is probably the best tandem goalies or all three of them when you throw in mm-hmm. Kochetkov as well. I think this is yeah. great for them heading into the season because yeah. you think about it, even just halfway through the year or when they get to the next trade deadline, Auntie Ranta could be on his way out or even Frederick Anderson. It's proven now that you really yeah. don't need the top, top goaltender after what Hayden mm. Hill just did for the Vegas Golden Knights. So Good they've point. got three They've got three goaltenders. I think by next trade deadline, uh, we can see mm. one of them, probably Ranta or Anderson, on their way out. Michael Bunting, though, uh, three years, $13.5 million for the next three years uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. This is the guy that I think to be wary about. He started off very, very slow, uh, very slow this past year in Toronto. He started to pick things up again towards the middle of the season. I'm going to pull up his stats real quick. 49 points in 82 games. He really started mm-hmm. to pick it up uh, after the first two months of the regular season. But I think from going to playing with, you know, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, Fair. I, Fair. I, I don't know if his value will necessarily mm. increase that much. I think he'll probably, for me personally, I think he'll stay around the same. Uh, round okay. 14, maybe round 15 is where you could probably get him at. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I think he has something to prove. And I think, you know, the points you're making are totally accurate and you got to be wary of what he was able to do with those really elite pieces. But I think he's going to get a good shot to play in that top six in Carolina. And I think Mm -hmm. the defensive, responsibly defensive and smart brand of hockey that they play under Rod Brindamore, I think he might have a chance to really learn how to get it done as an everyday NHLer and not run around there with a chicken like with his heads cut off at times. (laughs) Is that a big ask for a player that we've seen have his, you know, decisions between the ears not always work out? Sure. So I'm here for that angle. I just think also – if he does figure it out. And I don't know, Steele, that chip on his shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Things didn't go yeah. right in Detroit in Toronto at the end. He's great. He's you great know? for banger leagues, 103 penalty so minutes. <laughs> I'm keeping my eye on him. I think what you're saying goes in the same vein. Maybe be wary yeah. of taking him too early. I still think he holds some decent fantasy value here, along with some of the other guys we're going to talk later on today's episode. Nashville Predators, Ryan O'Reilly, some other pieces. Toronto Maple Leafs, speaking of which, I don't know, Steele, this Bertuzzi edition salvaged the day a little bit. I don't know how things were looking so far for Tri Living. You and I will talk about that. I'm excited for your takes for sure on that one. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Take your first swing at betting on the MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $2,000. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land 200 bucks back in bonus bets, win or lose. 
lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-unders to who you think is going to hit the first dinger. And it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid out instantly, and there's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel. America's number one sports book. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets back. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team every single day. And make sure you hit the subscribe, hit the follow. We appreciate all that love and support you show us every single day. Mm-hmm. Flip, you got anything left to say on the Carolina Hurricanes before we move forward and move on to the Nashville Predators? I think the only other thing is I think this move that they bring in Dimitri Orlov on the back end, obviously Brett Pesci's name has been thrown out there a lot mm-hmm. being on the move. I think you'll see him be on the move. And that's why I was saying, I don't think Don Waddell is quite done yet. Maybe he packages a goalie. I don't know what's going to go on now, but I think Brett Pesci is probably now on his way out. And I believe yeah. maybe even Brady Shkay or shy. I always mess that up as well, <laughs> but him as well. I just think the Carolina Hurricanes, they solidified themselves as an Eastern Conference final threat, and they've made two, what, two straight Eastern Conference finals? Yeah, they've been there. They've been there. Uh, no. Almost there. Almost, Almost there. there. Yeah. So anyway, I think that they've improved big time. They have. And, and, and you know, again, this is a, a home run for, for Don Waddell and what he's been mm-hmm. able to do the last few days. Michael Bunting. And, you know, I think the same can be said for Barry Trotz in his first year as GM mm-hmm. of the Nashville Predators. He's, I think he's done a phenomenal job so far. Cody Glass or signs Cody Glass two years, five million, brings in three veteran players to play with these young guys they've got in their bottom six group as well. Mm-hmm. Gustav Nyquist, two years, 6.37 million. Ryan O'Reilly, four years, 18 million. And Luke Shen, two Toronto former Toronto uh, Maple Leaf players, uh, getting them at the trade deadline, now signing with the Nashville Predators. Luke Shen, three years, $8.25 million. And right off the bat, uh, I want to talk about Ryan O'Reilly because I think that's the biggest sure. name, obviously, out of all four guys that is that Barry Trotz has been able to sign the last few yep. days. And obviously for Ryan O'Reilly, it was a really, stuff, a really rough start to the year. Uh, with St. Louis last season. It was even a rougher end to the regular season because he got injured with the Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. So he only had 30 points in 54 games. It, you know, when you look at the, you know, the, the, the timeline of November or from December to February, that's really where he got his game going. Uh, and yeah. I think we can see a little bit more of a bounce back. And uh, there is some fantasy value with Ryan O'Reilly. His ADP is 141.6. So we're talking about the middle of the 12th round right now realistically i think you can probably wait till round 15 or 16 to get him mm-hmm. because i think people are going to be a little bit hesitant to draft him after a very yeah. uh down year as well as he's going to be 33 uh, yeah he'll be 33 years old uh by the time the regular season starts and i think mm-hmm. people will let him slide a little bit and that will be your benefit if you're able to get him 
Yeah, he'll be turning 33 in the middle of the season, it looks like. But anyway, you're you're spot on with it. And at the end of the day, for me with this situation, I'm just a little wary of Nashville's overall ability to score goals. I think they're going to still be a really good team. I think they're going to be better than we saw last year. Yeah. UC Soros is still an elite goaltender, in my opinion. The blue line is balanced. I like Luke Shen's addition. They're a tough yeah. squad as well. I just think, you know, Matt Duchesne, was that the right move? I think so. They're trying to turn the page. Trotz is now. It's Trotz's team. So I understand all the moves. I'm just a little wary if they're going to score a lot, Steele. I think they're going to be a good team. And I'm with you on Ryan O'Reilly's draft spot. I would just definitely not reach with him. The yeah. injuries are one thing. The age is another. But just the overall ability of this team to score is my only concern. But I still like the move. I think the uh, – was it a 4.5 that they're paying him? I think it's a fair price. Yeah. So, uh, But uh, at the end of the day, I think Trotz is making his mark felt on this squad. And aside from David Poyle setting him up so nicely with draft picks, young <laughs> players, you and I have talked a little bit. I think we love the Parson in kid. He looks pretty mm -hmm. good. You know, Cody Glass has made a couple of steps forward, maybe a fully healthy Philip Forsberg. He's worth yes. a look. So there's a lot of little interesting players on this Nashville Predators team that I think you have to be, you know, th thinking of the very back stages of the draft to be taking. Yeah, I think so too. Even guys like Philip Tomasino and Thomas Novak, uh, Kiefer Sherwood are guys who are, uh, you know, on the younger side of this roster and bringing in those veteran players to really mentor them in this situation. Mm -hmm. I like the addition of Luke Shen. I'm going to be, yeah, me too. no matter what next year, if I can get him in the last round, I'm going to wait as long as possible, but I'm going to get mm -hmm. Shen because uh, the, 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 the ability that, and the uh, aspect of the game that he brings everywhere that he goes. He, mm. Shen is the pure definition to me of uh, growing in, you know, like a fine wine. Like he developed <laughs> over the stage of his career into what True. he is now. Uh, I love the, the uh, physical ability of his, like always the, one of the top three uh, hitters in the league every single mm -hmm. season. So I love Luke Shen on my fantasy hockey team. And if you can get him in the last round, that's an absolute steal in my opinion. Barry Trotz making some uh, – you know, making some good moves so far. And he mm -hmm. still has $8.8 million in cap space to work with. So I'm very excited about this Nashville team for next season. Mm. And I'm with you on drafting Shen. I think at the end of the day too, and I keep saying that, but it's what is your draft format? What is your league depth? Because in some leagues, you might not even need to draft Luke Shen. You could definitely just grab him off the waiver wire in the first week or even the second week. It all happened. You know, it all comes down to that format, Steel. But I think at the end of the day, there were clear winners and losers yes. from the first two opening days of free agency. And I would say Carolina, definitely a winner. Nashville's on the list as a winner and you know I might even throw Pittsburgh in there for the Dubas side of things because I was really unsure there but the Leafs steal and we'll talk about that <laughs> around the break I don't know I don't know if I'd count them as a winner that's for sure but let's talk about it right after this break yeah it's definitely it's definitely hard to consider them a winner but you know they made they made very minimal moves but they got two mm. decent players on the free agent market and we're going to talk about them very very soon Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Hammer that subscribe button. Hammer the follow button. We appreciate all that love and support. Episodes, Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning. We're going to get through all 32 teams. Free agent frenzy continues. There's going to be signings to come every single day. So we're going to yes, get sir. through all 32 teams in the NHL. 
Finishing this episode, though, Toronto Maple Leafs. It was very mm-hmm. quiet for them to start with. Uh, yeah. The first the first signing that I heard of was Ryan Reeves for three years, $1 million. So Ryan mm-hmm. Reeves is under contract mm-hmm. with the Toronto Maple Leafs. John Klingberg was the next player, one year, $4.5 million. And then most recently, I think it was in like the, what, the last few hours of when we're recording mm-hmm. this right now, Tyler Bertuzzi signs with the Toronto Maple Leafs one year, 5.5 million. And I think that's my favorite out of all three. Yeah. Well, it's gotta be Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first move from true living. Look, I actually understand the Ryan Reeves signing. I get yes, it. I do. This team's yeah. been pushed around at times. Is it unfortunate that you have to ink him to a three-year deal where he's going to be on this roster till I believe he's 40 years old, right? Like near 40. Like how old is Ryan Reeves already? Like he's I don't 36, have it open. 36. So there you go. He's going to be scraping 40 years old at the back end of this deal. He's already a defensive liability and we know he can't skate very well. He's on this team to create a little bit of room and to make sure that there's some players out there looking over their shoulder when they mess with Matthews and Mitchie. I get the angle. I also get it from Treliving side of things, right? Win friends and influence people. It's a good one. I saw lots of fans really excited about Ryan Reeves. Is there fantasy value? I don't think so. What does it mean for their overall success? I really don't know, Steele. But this Tyler Bertuzzi angle is something that we'll talk about in a sec. What do you think about Klingberg? Because obviously we know numbers have been down. Defensive metrics are not sound. But when he is, you know, he's been brought in. This is a gamble. There's a couple of gambles here by Trey Living. And what do you think mm-hmm. about this Klingberg one? Because I'm, I'm a little bit wary of it. They've got a lot of offense gone out the door in the last couple of days. Ryan O'Reilly and otherwise bunting and the other players we mentioned. And I don't know if what they've brought back in makes them a better team. I actually love it. I love oh. this signing from, from Brad okay. living with John Klingberg one year okay. deal. See what he can do at 4.5 okay. million. I think that's a great price as well. Klingberg has been linked to the Toronto Maple Leafs the last few years. Obviously the last season, he uh, really put himself on a high market, thought that he could get a long-term deal and make and secure that bag. That mm. wasn't the case. Not a lot of teams were after him. They didn't want to take that chance. He signs a one year, $7 million deal with Anaheim. And Anaheim was one of the worst teams last season. So when you look back to his prime days with the Dallas Stars, 67 points, 58 points, 45, 47. Obviously, it hasn't been trending in the right directions. It's been going up to down. I think from what he finished with last year, 33 points in 67 games between Anaheim and Minnesota. He had nine points in 17 with Minnesota when he got traded at the deadline. I really like this. They needed a right shot defenseman. I'm they looking did. at the I'm looking at the uh, you know the roster, the line combinations right now. They needed a right shot defenseman who can sort of be that number two on the second power play unit. Um, I'm really glad that Justin Hall is gone. That bozo needed to leave. I don't like him whatsoever. He needed to go, <laughs> and I like John Klingberg a lot. So I this might be a defenseman. You don't want to reach too far in the fantasy hockey draft, but this might be a, a defenseman that you might want to take a chance on reach around uh, just one round. You don't want to reach too much, but maybe a round or so. And mm. I, I really like this, this signing from uh, Brad for living. Yeah. I like, I want to like it steel. Trust me. I really do. And I hope we see, I guess there's a low, it's a low risk, high reward potential here with the mm-hmm. one year deal. I'm just, th- these are a lot of, these are gambles from him on Reeves and Klinberg. Can they pan out? For sure they can. Can they blow up in his face? Maybe just as equally. But 
the Bertuzzi signing. Yes. This one is really the most exciting for sure. It's nice to see the Leafs also, you know, obviously Klinberg, that's not his game, but Bertuzzi and Reeves are two very chippy players. They play with edge. Yeah, does Bertuzzi sometimes let that get away from him? For sure. But when he is on his game, it's a very nice balance of driving the opposition a little crazy, throwing yeah. his body around, and also scoring timely goals. He was amazing for the Boston Bruins after being dealt from the Detroit Red Wings. And I think maybe now that he gets to play with some very you know elite offensive pieces, not like he didn't get to with the Detroit Red Wings at times up front as well. I am yeah. really excited to see Tyler Bertuzzi in the blue and white. I'm, I'm very excited as well. And I, I think this is, again, you, when you go from Zach Hyman to, to, you know, to Michael Bunting and then from Michael Bunting to Tyler Bertuzzi, to me, mm. like Michael Bunting is the knockoff version of Tyler Bertuzzi. They have the same state, right. the same style of play. Like they can score, they can score goals. They can, mm -hmm. they can pass the puck. They're very physical and they're very chippy. They get under player skins, very similar styles of game, but Tyler Bertuzzi is the better player in my opinion over Michael Bunting. And to get this look, Looking at the line combinations, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing. First line, Matthews, Marner, Bertuzzi. Second line, Tavares, Nylander, and Nyes. Third line, Lafferty, Camp, and Yarncroke. This is where it gets a little bit funny. Fourth line, Nicholas <laughs> Robertson, Pontus Holmberg, and Ryan Reeves. Imagine Reeves Jeez. playing with Robertson and Holmberg. That might be a little funny to see uh, the fourth line get together, but... I, I really like the look of this team. Again, we don't know what's going to happen with William Nylander. Will they be able to get a contract going? Will they be able to sign something? Or is he going to be out of Toronto by the start of the regular season? That's still up in the air. But as of right now, I like I liked the three signings for Brad for Living, and I like the line combos. I am not as sold on all the moves as you are. I appreciate your optimism, though. And I think at the end of the day, we've said this now about a couple of these teams. I really don't see the Leafs being actually even close to done because the main issues still lie. They need to get Matthews under contract. Yep. What do they do with the goaltending? Are they going to try and run it back with Murray? Matt Murray combination with Samsonov? I don't see that either. I think there's got to be more moves to come. I like the camp signing. That made a lot of sense. He is a yeah. very valuable two-way forward. We're not talking fantasy here. I'm just talking about overall success of this Toronto Maple Leafs team. But I'm definitely going to be taking a look at Tyler Bertuzzi, and I just wanted to throw it back to you for one final question, and we'll be back for another jam-packed episode tomorrow on Tuesday. Tyler Bertuzzi, where are you drafting this guy? Because I think his value obviously – has to go up. Can he stay healthy? He's been banged up a little bit. Yeah. I think his value goes up. If he plays with Austin, he's getting more points. That's the big thing, though. It, it, he's, it's been so hard for Tyler Bertuzzi to be in the lineup every single year. He, only, he always seems to play anywhere from 50 to 60 games. It seems like he's always injured at some point during the season. Career high, only times. 73 games. Yeah, and, and that was, what, four years ago, three years ago? Four years ago. That was four years ago, and the last three years haven't been super kind to him. He's gotten very fluky injuries. That's something to consider while you're drafting him. I was saying for Michael Bunting, you could probably get Bunting in the 14th, 15th. I think if Pertuzzi playing on the top line with Marner and Matthews, again, mm -hmm. even with the injuries in consideration, you could probably get him in the 10th or 11th. If you can wait to the 12th, then probably there. Uh, but that I would think be people right, are going to be right, reaching for him. Right in the middle of that fantasy draft is where I would mm -hmm. take Tyler Bertuzzi. I think just because of the, I agree with you wholeheartedly, I wouldn't want to take him too high and then you get burned by an early injury. That's yeah. just a caveat with this player. 
But people are going to be reaching for him, Steele, because especially if he starts to get rushes on that top line through training camp and that trio, that's the Leafs' next big three, uh, you know people will be reaching to take Tyler Bertuzzi a little bit earlier in their drafts. Will it pan out? I don't know. I know we will be back, though, for another big-time episode tomorrow. We will be back, of course, with all all we will get through all 32 teams eventually over the next few weeks. Again, signings coming out every single day, and we've only scratched the surface with what's happened so far. The offseason is among right now. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning is when you can find all of our episodes out there. And thank you so much again for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there, and we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.